Hello, NAPI members and flight instructors. John Niehaus, Director of Program Development for the National Association of Flight Instructors. And I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the NAPI More Right Rudder podcast, the podcast for flight instructors on the go. And today I have a very special guest with me. Um, and in fact, the company he works for is going to be the sponsor of this episode. And uh, Kevin is the director of marketing and special projects, and he works for Pilot Edge. And uh, so Pilot Edge will be the sponsor of this episode. So thanks again for joining us today. And thanks for Pilot Edge for sponsoring the podcast. Well, thanks for having me on, John. Yeah, so Pilot Edge is, uh, it's a service where they provide uh, air traffic control for flight simulators. So uh, flight simulators going, you know, back, dating back to several decades ago have never really had a good way to talk to air traffic control. Um, you know, some of them, uh, most of them nowadays have some sort of synthetic uh, AI base where you can uh, hit a number on the keyboard or click a, a response item with your, with your mouse. And that will dictate to the computer uh, what you're trying to convey to air traffic control. And overall, that's, you know, that's gotten pretty, pretty good. But what it doesn't do is work your flying brain. And, and especially for student pilots, what it doesn't do is, is uh, overcome that mic fright and also uh, allow them to learn what to say. It's, you know, it's, it's one thing to be able to read what the computer is saying for you, but to actually articulate it in your own words and, you know, key, have the courage to key the mic and talk to a real person is, uh, is something that, the flight simulators in the past have not done natively. So back uh, about 10 years ago, Pilot Edge was born and um, founder and CEO Keith Smith, who uh, is still CEO today, he uh, built Pilot Edge uh, from the ground up with the premise that you could uh, fly your flight simulator and you could um, talk to a real person who is on the other end as an air traffic controller. So these controllers are uh, anywhere from uh, former FAA to, uh, we've had current FAA um, and military, uh, student FAA controllers, and also just some hobbyists who just know a lot about air traffic control, whether they be airline pilots or whatever, um, regardless of who is on the other side, they will all know, you know what to do and they all know how to be air traffic controllers in the sim. It's the quality that, it, that Pilot Edge guarantees. Um, to make sure that you are getting top-notch service that you cannot differentiate from the real world. And so anyways, that's, that's what PilotEdge does. They provide live ATC, real air traffic control for flight simulators. You can talk with your headset, um, in, with your computer sim to an actual person. They'll talk back. It is just like the real thing. Yeah, so that's... Uh... A little bit about Pilot Edge, but that's not uh, why we're here today specifically. <laughs> and we exactly. certainly thank uh, Pilot Edge for uh, sponsoring this podcast. But anyways, um, what we really want to talk about today is uh, a special project, which is part of your title yes. um, for Pilot Edge, and that's Sim Venture, right? And uh, Sim Venture has happened. This is the third annual one this year, Correct. I believe. Um, and uh, Sim Venture actually happens before Air Venture. It's going to be July 14th through 17th of this year. Yes. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what this is and, and how people can participate. Sure. So Sim Venture is a basically just to sum it up, it's a virtual Oshkosh, but it's not the really the air show part. It's all based off of 
the fly-in portion and even the fly-out, the arrival and the departure. Anyone who's familiar with Oshkosh at all, it knows likely the phrase, rock your wings. Um, this is such a powerful phrase for any pilot who has ever flown into AirVenture. For those who are unfamiliar, um, AirVenture, it's a um, Oshkosh up in, up in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, at the end of every July. Um, they have a big air show, 10,000 airplanes fly in. Um, and it's a small, well, not really a small class Delta, but it's, it usually it's a very non-busy class Delta. It's actually just a contract tower. It's not even FAA, um, for the 51 weeks out of the year. And then that one week when, when EAA comes in and just takes over, um, there are FAA controllers, um, who volunteer their time to go up and just work the show. They volunteer because they love it. And it's that fun. It is the most pure form of air traffic control, uh, with these, uh, separation waivers and, and all this. So anyways, you, um, when you're flying into Oshkosh, you have to follow a specific notum. It's not just, uh, you know, call up the tower 10 miles from the airport. In fact, you don't even call the tower at all. Uh, you, the notum has you follow specific, um, in this, in the event of the Fisk arrival, uh, you follow railroad tracks to a, a town of Ripon, then Fisk, even have transition points ahead of the, um, I'm sorry, before those that they rolled out last year in 2021. And you just tune a frequency. And once you get over the town of Fisk, they'll tell you to rock your wings. They do, they do that. So they know that you are listening to them. If you don't rock your wings, they assume that you're not hearing them and they'll treat you as a, a Nordo, a, a no radio aircraft. So anyways, it's a very non-standard procedure. And because of that, it can be kind of daunting for someone who might be new to just flying to Oshkosh or even kind of a newer pilot who wants to go to Oshkosh. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of stories of pilots who maybe fly into Appleton or maybe just somewhere closer to Milwaukee because they're just a little bit, you know, and they'll just, they'll Uber or they'll drive up to Oshkosh to the show. And just because they're a little bit, you know, unsure of the whole procedures, they don't want to kind of get involved in all that. But um, I'd highly, highly advise um, anyone who's in that category of, of being a little bit timid, check out SimVenture. So SimVenture is a way you can practice and prepare to fly into Oshkosh, to fly into AirVenture ahead of time with your flight simulator, your home flight simulator. So whether you have X-Plane, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Lockheed Martin's prepared, um, uh, any one of these, uh, these softwares, you can practice ahead of time with Pilot Edge's SimVenture event. And so what we're doing, um, we are staffing up the area around Oshkosh. And we've done this for, like you said, three or this will be our third year. We work with NACA, which is the National Air Traffic, Air, I'm sorry, the National Air Traffic Controllers Association. And they supply us uh, with a group of, of controllers who actually work the real air venture. So that's really the kicker with this is that, you know, typically on a regular pilot edge day, um, it's the pilot edge controllers who I already, you know, kind of listed what, what their background is. But for SimVenture, working the Oshkosh area, whether it's Fisk Approach or Oshkosh Tower, um, it is the actual controllers who will be working the show or have worked the show in the past, um, just, you know, a week after SimVenture. So uh, being July 14th through 17th, it's about a week and a half before AirVenture. It's a great time frame for anyone who's looking to get prepared and, and gain some confidence um, before you actually hit the show in the real airplane. And whether you are... Uh, planning to go or not, even if you're just looking to do this for fun, we welcome you to do it. Um, you know, come on the network, uh, experience the Fisk arrival, see what it's like to rock your wings and really get your heart pumping when an ATC is, is just going a mile a minute. Um, you know, planes all around you, you'll see them all in the sim. You'll see the airplane a half mile in front of you. You'll see them rock your rock their wings. Um, and then, you know, you know, that, that you're likely next. 
so how does all this work? I mean, it, it sounds really cool. How does, how does somebody uh, get themselves connected into this? Yeah, so getting connected to PilotEdge is, is a very uh, very simple process. It does um, require a, a, just a very small third um, uh, additional program that will run. Uh, within X-Plane, it just runs as a plugin, if you're familiar, if anyone's familiar with that. With uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020, it's uh, just a, a very small external program that runs in the background of, uh, of FS2020. And so with those, you just basically hit the connect button you type in the call sign, so November one, two, three, Alpha Bravo, and uh, all, all of a sudden you're connected. And so what the what that little piece of software is doing in your computer is taking the data from your simulator, injecting that into Pilot Edge's server, and then the server takes all that data. This is you know your lat longs, your heading, your ground speed, uh, whatever it is, uh, even your your pitch and roll. It takes all that data as well, um, and it's it's fetching that. I believe it's uh, five times a second. And it's taking all that data and it's pumping it into the server and then pumps it out to the controller's radar screens. And so they are able to then work the traffic um, like they would. So that's what the that's what the software is doing kind of behind the scenes. Um, but as, a, as, the, uh, as the user for you all as a pilot, it's very simple. It's just a one-time setup where you just download a program off the website, uh, off, off, off of uh, PilotEdge's website, I should say. You get it all set up. And then um, every time you want to connect to the network, you just have to run that program and select connect and you're in and you tune the real world frequencies. Like I said, you use your headset to actually talk. You set your push to talk on your yoke, joystick, keyboard, whatever you might have. And it is, um, it's as real as it gets. Oh, that's, that's really neat. And, and for SimVenture, I mean, is there, is there a limit to how many times you can, you can do that? Or are there multiple different scenarios? We encourage uh, people scenarios? to do it as many times as they want. So we, uh, like you said, July 14th through 17th, four-day event. Uh, it's going to run about three to four hours every day. We haven't yet published the, um, the specific times yet, but we do try and hit several different time windows. So therefore, if people are in Europe or people, you know, West Coast, East Coast, whatever your schedule might be, hopefully you can at least hit part of a window in one of the four days. It's a Thursday through Sunday. And uh, you can visit pilotedge.net slash simventure, uh, S-I-M-V-E-N-T-U-R-E, um, in case you are, um, it, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, we might already have those times posted. But um, to answer your question, yes, you can fly as many times as you want. We encourage people to fly multiple times. And the reason that's also beneficial to you as a pilot is that we will run different configurations, different runway flows um, each day. And we actually also have a cool kind of, I think it's cool, uh, a cool feature that will be on the pilotedge.net slash simventure website um, once those times are released, where we will allow pilots to, we, well, let me say this, we will hide the, the planned runway flows. So we always know, we know what the flows are going to be. We, we, we do require users to have clear skies and, um, and you know, clear in a million visibility, essentially, uh, calm winds. Uh, it, you would obviously, we would run into issues if, if one person had some clouds and another person didn't. So that's one of the simisms that we do require is it's a, it's always a beautiful day at SimVenture. You can always guarantee that. And Sounds so like a <laughs> you'll hear the controller say it sometimes. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can go to the SimVenture website, uh, pilot.net slash SimVenture. That is once all the times are posted 
and we hide the runway configurations by default. That way, if you want to be surprised, you can be, you know, like you would be in the real airplane, right? You would approach Oshkosh. Sure, you would know the winds potentially, but obviously it's something could change. Um, and so you can approach Oshkosh, grab the ATIS and be surprised. So you have to mentally react, you know, just several minutes before you're flying the approach. Or you can select to show the runway configuration if you are looking to plan a little bit. Say, hey, you know, I really want to shoot a one eight approach. I really want to shoot an approach to two seven. Um, I really, you know, or three six. We'll, we'll run all these configurations throughout the course of the four days, and you, as the user, will have the opportunity to, you know, kind of be surprised or plan ahead. Um, and that is the benefit to flying this multiple times. Um, we encourage pilots when they land. They can either taxi to the ramp and, you know, at that point, uh, well, when I say ramp, I mean grass, um, you know, taxi into the, the North 40 or, or uh, one of the two designated parking areas in the grass that we have um, and just disconnect or they can just kind of hang out there. Uh, we also have really cool scenery that we produce for MS, uh, FS 2020 as well as X-Plane. So some people like to just kind of uh, move the camera around, explore that, watch a few, you know, watch some other people land, listen to the radios or you can land and turn off in the grass like you would, um, and then taxi right back for takeoff. So we have um, we have flagmen in within the scenery who will direct you to uh, how to get to takeoff or parking, um, and so you can just head right back to takeoff. And you know that's where it's a little bit um, a little bit different than the actual show where typically it's you know mass arrivals and then you you know you have towards the end of the day mass departures and then mass arrivals and mass departures. In our sim venture, it's kind of constant arrival departure flow because a lot of people understandably want to get this done several times. But the great part about that is you can practice the departures just as many times as you practice the arrival. Um, the NOTAM, uh, by the way, the NOTAM, we use the exact NOTAM procedures of the real EAA NOTAM. So you can expect to, um, to have, uh, we do produce our own version of the NOTAM. The reason for that is just because we do include some other little, um, just helpful tips there. Some, we'll, we'll include some um, visual landmarks uh, to help you spot some of the things in the sim, help you uh, understand what you're looking for as far as where the railroad tracks are, uh, where the gravel pit is, north runway 27 and 9. Um, and then just a few other little simism things as far as, you know, setting your weather to clear skies and so forth. So we do produce our own NOTAM, but it does, um, it's derived from the EAA NOTAM. And so therefore, if you are planning to fly the real show, uh, you will not pick up any bad habits by, by using our procedures. Um, so everything's really you know outlined in there. And what I was saying was the departures are also, you know, NOTAM procedures where, uh, you know, if you're off of, you know, X runway, you fly, you know, whatever heading to leave the Delta airspace at or below this altitude. And so you can practice all these things and just kind of keep going around and around. Uh, you know, you can probably shoot three to four approaches per hour. Um, so, you know, every day you could probably get in at least five or six approaches if you wanted to, and really, really feel confident about flying to AirVenture. So, you know, being a flight instructor podcast, I have to always bring this back to the flight instructor community. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's just the world that I live in. Of course. Um, you know, is this structured in a way where I could take a student and, and sort of do almost like a training flight into air vent and yeah, totally. into adventure where yeah. it's not so much training the approach, but I'm also training the student at the same time. Is that, is it? conceivable that I could do that? Absolutely. I mean, um, so there are different, there are several different ways that uh, you could, you as a, as a flight instructor could work with your student on this, as far as um, hearing the, hearing the radios, you know, of course you could, um, you could have your, the radios coming out of a, an external speaker. So the whole, you know, basically the whole room you're in would hear the radio. 
Uh, or if you're familiar with, um, if you're kind of tech savvy, you know how to hook up two headsets and kind of use a splitter, you could do that out of the computer. There's also an app you can get um, that uh, you can uh, listen to live audio from, uh, from Pilot Edge on that. So there are several different ways you can do that from a, a student instructor um, uh, perspective. But yeah, I think it's a great opportunity for um, a student pilot who may be taking their instructor or vice versa. Um, to, you know, to be able to brief this ahead of time and really just go in and experience what you're going to experience in the real airplane um, when you go to AirVenture. And again, whether you're going to go to AirVenture or not, we welcome you. We, we welcome the hobbyists. We welcome the people who just aren't afforded the opportunity to go to AirVenture, whether it's ever or just this year, um, because realistically, we, we need the masses of traffic as well to make this a realistic event. Um, if there are just five people who show up, then it's, it's not going to be very exciting. But uh, in the past, we've had over 1,000 operations uh, in, in the four days. Uh, I think in 2020, we had 1,100, and then I think we hit 1,200 last year. So we'll see what we do this year, but it's, uh, it's pretty neat. We have a lot of people come out shooting a lot of different approaches. Um, obviously, all VFR, you know, it's, it's also, when I say approaches, it's just, you know, approaches to the runways mm -hmm. um, per the notum, but uh, it's, it's as real as it can get. What if I'm, you know, I know we keep talking about this from the stance of this is supposed to train you to go into mm -hmm. your venture and it's supposed to be fun too, of course, but what if I'm, um, you know, a, a little bit less confident, I've never been to your venture before, you know, maybe I'm even a private pilot and now all of a sudden I, I, I'm trying to do this and, and I'm concerned that I'm going to go the wrong way, do the wrong thing, <laughs> screw it up, you know, sure. is that, what, what are your thoughts on, on a, a pilot who's just sort of not even confident necessarily going into this and, and doesn't want to screw it up. Well, there, there are several ways you can approach that. And I think it kind of depends on the kind of person that, that the pilot you're describing would be, um, you know, we, we do need some sort of level of proficiency with the pilots who attempt their venture only because it doesn't scale well um, with a lot of people going the wrong direction, not knowing what they're doing. To be perfectly honest with you, when we did this first in 2020, um, I had no idea how it was going to go. I, I, I was prepared for a disaster and I was extremely impressed with the amount of people. Uh, the first thing that impressed me, the very first thing that impressed me was about, uh, we, we released the Notum about a week or two ahead of time, our, our version of Notum that is. And what, it, what impressed me was seeing about 15 people, probably the day we released the Notum, just out connected to pilot edge, just out practicing the procedure. There was no ATC there. This was a week or two before the event. And we don't, you know, the cover Oshkosh is not in the everyday coverage area for pilot edge. Um, but they were just practicing and it, it put a big smile on my face. I'm like people are going to take this really seriously. Again, this is before we ever did this. So we weren't sure how it was going to go. Do your homework, you know, read through the notum. Uh, we're going to have a review session uh, just about a week and a half or so um, before AirVenture. You can follow at Pilot Edge ATC on social media, Facebook and Instagram to uh, see more information about that. It'll also be on the YouTube channel at Pilot Edge ATC. Uh, depending on where you're listening to this, it might have already happened. Or of course, PilotEdge.net slash Inventure. It'll be there as well. So there'll be a whole Notum review. Um, and also just, just look at uh, YouTube for just people's videos, whether it's real world videos of AirVenture or past SimVenture. If you just type in SimVenture to YouTube, you're going to find a lot of people who have posted their events, I'm sorry, their flights from the past two SimVentures that we've had. And you can just watch and, and just kind of gauge if it's for you. It's Now, if you don't 
look at the notum and you don't really know what's going on when you first look at that, it's probably going to feel really daunting. So that's why SimVenture is so great though, because you can get used to that. And also one thing that, that a lot of people don't realize going in, I think, is that when you, um, for those who aren't familiar with the procedure, you start the procedure about 30 miles outside of the of the FISC, which is where you're going to be doing your first wing rock. It's kind of where the first important thing happens. And during these 30 miles or so, you're in a single file line, uh, hopefully following the airplane in front of you, at least a half mile in trail. Um, you have a certain altitude maintained, typically 800, 1,800 feet. And again, this is all in the notum. You don't have to be taking notes now, but uh, you, you, know, you get to FISC and you have heard 30 miles worth, you know, which is, you know, roughly, you know, 15 minutes or so. I, well, I guess you're doing 80 knots. Uh, so, uh, um, or 90 knots, I'm sorry, you're doing 90 knots. So it's, you know, uh, 15 to 20 minutes and you've heard 15 to 20 minutes of people basically doing, uh, basically approaching Fisk. And, and, and so you kind of get the, you're able to kind of get the idea of, okay, when I get to Fisk, they're going to tell me to rot my wings when I rock my wings, they're going to tell me which runway to go to. And that's you're going to be continue up the railroad tracks or make a right turn down Fisk Avenue. And you're going to kind of hopefully build graphs for this whole thing. So um, there's a little bit of learning that I, I think that can be, uh, that can happen while you're flying in SimVenture. Um, and that's, that's also what makes it so great. Anyways, that's, uh, that's the long answer of don't be afraid to try SimVenture. Um, it's going to be a great experience, uh, regardless of your skill level. And it's only going to make your experience at AirVenture, if you're planning on going, uh, all the all the better, because you're going to feel more confident, you're going to be a safer pilot, and just all around more, comp- um, more, more competent with, with the procedure. And it sounds like the controllers are, are there in understanding that, uh, you know, part of this or a good portion of this is to learn. So if, Absolutely. You, if you do mess up, or you do kind of go the wrong way, then... Uh, you know, they, they understand that hopefully you're doing it in the sim, which is what sims are for. Exactly. When you do it in real life, you do it uh, a little bit more correctly. <laughs> you know, and, and I'll, I'll kind of make an aside of that too and, and say that, you know, just on the pilotage network in general, uh, the controllers are there to make sure you learn. Now, they're, if you, you know, you may have heard of pilotage before, you may have, you know, um, you may have seen clips. You know, the, the controllers have a difficult, uh, a multitude of hats to wear, where they try and do some light instruction, but at the same time, they also need to play the role of an actual control. I'm talking, you know, non-sim venture for, for, for a second here, just on the everyday pilotage network, the controllers have to play the role of, of what a controller would actually be saying in the situation. So, you know, we have a few people who will log on to pilot edge and they, they take off and they bust the Bravo airspace and, you know, the controller will, will call them out, you know, uh, November one, two, three violation of the, whatever Bravo airspace flatting three, six, zero, uh, immediately text at Bravo, you know, and they'll, they'll actually, they use the phraseology possible pilot deviation. They, now there's no phone number to call, but there actually is a, they do, um, pilot edge does keep a log of these things to track trends and tendencies for training purposes. Um, they will pilot edge will reach out to you. Not again, not in a bad way, but not in a, it's not meant to be an embarrassment. You know, they don't post it anywhere. Um, but they'll reach out to you and say, Hey, you know, we've noticed you've had three Bravo busts in the past week. You know, we might recommend you try our, our free training program. That's a self-guided VFR training program. Um, that, you know, kind of just urges people in the right way of, Hey, you know, this whole flying on your own thing might not be working for you. How about you try, you know, you're still flying on your own, but it's a self-guided training program. And 
but um, so some people get a little bit, they get a little bit jarred by the fact that, you know, ATC is, uh, I don't know, scolding is a, is a rough word, but I'm going to use it anyways. It's, it be, but they're really not. They're, they're trying to play the role of an actual controller where if you were to bust the Bravo in the real world, you would hear this and likely in a much more rude tone. Um, and, and the FA might be waiting for you on the ramp when you land too. So be happy it's a sim and be happy that the learning is occurring in a virtual environment. Um, you know, try and get something out of the, out of the mistake. Mistakes are some of the best ways that we can learn as, as aviators, as people, um, you learn from your mistakes and hopefully you, you, you take corrective action. You don't do it again in the future. But so anyways, I, I, I just kind of, it's uh, just a bit of an aside as, as to pilotage in general, where the controllers are there to help you ever, obviously they understand it's a training network, 90 5% of the people there are training, you know, the other 5% are just kind of hobbyists who, you know, just like flight simulators, but most of the people there are training or at least just flying for, to maintain proficiency and which I think is great. And if you're not a flight simulator user, or if you have maybe a, a poor connotation of flight simulators or what they can do, I urge you to um, really focus in on what kind of, what kind of goal you could gain from a flight simulator. Um, it, it, you may, if you have this, if you have this kind of poor taste in your mouth about Sims, um, just keep in mind that Sims aren't created to feel like the real airplane. I mean, sure, the, I'm sure the companies do their best to do that, but real, realistically, a you know a, a $200 flight sim yoke um, sitting on your desktop is not going to feel like your um, you know bonanza or whatever you have uh, sitting in your hangar, and you just have to go into the experience knowing that. Um, but what you can get out of it is talking to ATC, shooting ILSs, you know, working with your instrumentation, learning the G1000, whatever it might be. There are so many different goals that you can hone in on. And it doesn't just have to be one. It can be several goals, but try and take it one at a time. And so I encourage you, if you've had a bad experience with the simulator, don't let the, um, the, the, the lack of feeling of a real airplane deter you from using sims try them again and try it with a specific goal in mind if you can't grease the landing it doesn't matter no one is there to judge you no you're not going to you're not gonna you know have to take it over to your mechanic because you pop two tires when you hit the runway um if you veer off the side of the runway when you land who cares um you know it, it doesn't these things don't matter what matters is that you're gaining proficiency proficiency is a safety word it's not you know we're not talking currency here proficiency is a safety word you can do this thing you can do these things from your home when you have a free 30 minutes right after you put the kid down at night you know and before you have to go to bed versus it takes you four hours to go shoot a few approaches if you drive out to the airport you can shoot two approaches in 30 minutes if you just fire up the sim real quick and atc is going to be there for you on the pilot edge network so try and you know if you if you've had a bad experience with sims in the past you can get back into them i highly encourage it um PilotEdge has some resources too to get to get hooked up with flight simulators. Um, I, I would say the best uh, the best way to do that would be to reach out to PilotEdge on social media um, at PilotEdge ATC again on Facebook or Instagram. Um, you can also uh, email support at PilotEdge.net. Um, that would uh, that'd be a, a a different kind of way to go around it. But uh, social media, if you have it, is likely going to be the easiest and best way to to get in touch with people who can help you get set up with Sims. And that kind of also brings back to SimVenture. If you're listening to this with enough time before July 14th, and you're interested in, uh, in taking advantage of SimVenture, if you already have a decent computer, um, 
and you know, assuming the thing is not running like a snail, um, you can likely run X plane 11, uh, decently, uh, X plane 11 is a now a six year old SIM. I think it dropped in 2016 and it doesn't take all that much computing power. Um, so if you already have a computer, you can get X plane 11 for 60 bucks and you can get a joystick for about 30 bucks down at Walmart, Best Buy, Amazon, you name it. And all of a sudden you're up and running for SIM venture for less than a hundred dollars. Um, it doesn't take long and uh, pilot edge has resources to help you uh, along the way if you need a little bit of help as well so please take advantage of that i i uh, i don't want anyone thinking it's going to be a too daunting of a process to get set up with a sim and uh, i would recommend though you know to find sim venture make sure you can at least handle your airplane um you know i said i said all the things about landing and don't be afraid if you can't land um you should still be able to you know fly the airplane um you know, turn a base, turn final, whatever it might be. Uh, it, those are things that you should be able to adapt to in the sim. You know, the fine course corrections actually land the airplane, maybe a different story, but actually flying the airplane, it's it's something that that we can, uh, it's not too hard to, to get the hang of. Yeah, you know, as a as a instructor, um, it's it's really nice for me to hear some of this stuff because um I, in my head, I'm thinking about clients I've had and students I've had, um, and uh, they might say, well, you know, I can, I can just log in and, and to my own simulator and I can take the notum and I can fly the approach myself mm -hmm. and, and, and do all of that stuff. And the thing that you cannot replicate by yourself is the stress of having to juggle that extra ball. Absolutely. Right? You know, it, it's one thing to be able to fly the airplane and be able to pause and do all the sort of creature comforts of, of sitting in your own home. It's another thing to have to be able to fly the airplane and talk to ATC and look for traffic and, and do all these things that that adds those extra layers of stress. And those stressors are where you're going to be. Um, potentially finding yourself in uncomfortable territory in real life, um, things you cannot replicate by just logging in to your own flight sim and, and, and flying it, uh, you know, at your leisure. So uh, I, I agree. I think it's a, a huge uh, opportunity for flight instructors, students, and pilots alike to log in and, uh, and, and just prepare a little bit for themselves and, and sort of learn how that applies in the, in the real world. So I think it's a fantastic opportunity. Um, and uh, I, I think uh, um, it, it's really cool of Pilot Edge to put something like this on. Well, John, yeah, and, and you, you hit it there with, um, you know, the, the word that I like to use is accountability with flight simulators and being able to, um, for, for those who haven't used a sim, either haven't used a sim or haven't used a sim with actual live, live air traffic control, um, when you add the live air traffic control to the sim, it does something to your head. And I'm, I'm no scientist. I, I can't explain it, but it just, it, it puts your flying brain to work where you are now having to focus on everything you would in the real cockpit, listening up for your call sign amongst other traffic. You know, it's a pilot is a dynamic network. This is not a one-to-one -one controller to pilot situation. You know, the controller is working 10, 15 other airplanes, you know, and you're going to hear all that. You're going to hear the pilots talk, you're going to hear the controller talk to them. You have to listen to your call sign, just like you would in the real airplane. And so by adding ATC and this multiplayer environment to your sim, gone are the days of uh, loading up on the runway, 
throttling up and just blasting off and then, you know, thinking about, okay, you know, how do I get to the final approach fix or how do I get to the initial approach fix to start the hold? Um, you know, it's, it's all about, uh, pilotage is really, you know, you start on the ramp and you, you kind of go through a full flight. Um, you could start in the air as well if you're in a, in class echo or golf airspace, but you certainly wouldn't want to start in, in controlled airspace. Um, but ideally you're, you're doing an end to end flight where you start on the ramp and you fire up the airplane, you get the ATIS, you call ground and they, they will give you taxi instructions, you know, using the actual taxi charts, you can use for flight or whatever EFB you might have or, or paper charts. If that's, if that's your, if that's your method, um, and you can go, uh, you have an actual flight and the accountability comes in, you get to the runway and without ATC, if you did, if you were to start on the ramp without ATC, you'd probably get to the runway and you would just take the runway. You know, you might think about, oh, you know, clear final, whatever. Um, but in the back of your head without being connected to pilot edge and without ATC, you know, there's no one there. Um, you know, that it doesn't matter. You know, that even if there is someone there, they're just going to, you know, go right through your airplane. You might get a little chuckle out of it and that'll be it. You are, you are cheating yourself out of such a valuable learning opportunity um, by, by taking that approach. And so then, you know, now, if you connect your SIM to Pilot Edge, very easy, very easy process to do that. And if you then you know start talking to ATC, now you have a reason to hold short the runway because ATC is holding you accountable to do that. Why? Because they told you to hold short. Why? Because there might be an airplane on short final that you're going to cut right in front of. If you were to pull out on the runway, now you are ruining someone else's experience because they are on short final, and someone's just going to blast right out on the runway in front of them, and and that's not fair to them. So the accountability aspect will improve your sim experience tenfold by allowing you to really put your head in the game and and really treat it like the real airplane. Um, you know, it's it's everything that you've done in your sim, and then taking it to the next level that you never knew was possible. So I would encourage you know I encourage you to try it, and if you've tried it before and maybe you've had trouble or something. Um, you know, try it again and try and really focus in on those goals of, of what you're looking to do in the cockpit of your sim. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, it's such a cool thing. And, uh, and, and folks, as we start to wind this down, um, first and foremost, Kevin, I really appreciate your time here. Um, thanks for coming on, especially at short notice. <laughs> we'll tell Absolutely, that story no at problem. some point. <laughs> um, but if, uh, folks, if you want more information, certainly you can go to pilotedge.net. Um, and on there, they also have their pages dedicated to, uh, to SimVenture. Remember the dates, July 14th through 17th. Um, and uh, Kevin, at some point, we're going to have to have a talk because uh, in these emails that you send out about possible pilot deviations, maybe they need to say possible pilot deviation, find a NAFI instructor. <laughs> hey, yeah, that, that'd be a good, uh, I'm sure a lot of them could, could benefit from that. <laughs> well, any final thoughts before we go? Uh, no, I just, you know, again, recommend everyone, you know, give pilot a, uh, a try and then further sim venture, um, especially if you're planning on going to air venture, you know, especially if you know someone who's flying air venture, tell your friends, um, you know, tell, uh, tell whoever, you know, is heading to air venture. Um, you can find our, uh, you know, you can find our posts on our social media at pilot edge ATC, uh, give us a follow, you know, share the posts, get the word out because our, our primary goal here is just to make air venture safer and make pilots flying the air venture, um, just all, all the more confident with the procedures, uh, just for a better experience for everybody. Safer pilots and safer instructors. That's what we're all about here at NAFI as well. 
and, and there you have it. So folks, if uh, thank you for listening. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're there. Um, and uh, specifically on Apple Podcasts, if you happen to like our, our presentation, please go ahead and, uh, and rate it. Um, five stars if you could. If you don't like it, still rate it five stars. Um, but uh, we appreciate the input. So thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. And uh, until next time. <laughs>